0: Dr. Grant, my dear Dr. Sutler, welcome
1: to Jurassic Park.
0: Hey,
1: everyone, and welcome to episode two of Does It Hold Up with your host, Adam and. Emily. Woo! All right, today we go back to June 11th, 1993, to visit a little-known movie called Jurassic Park. Um, We do have somebody who's biased here today, and that is...
0: Yeah, this is my favorite movie of all time, so it's... it's So this is going to be a
1: little bit of a struggle, is what you're telling me.
0: I think I could be unbiased, but... uh... Biased. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's going to... Okay, that's fine, that's fine. Uh, I'm gonna fine.
0: try my best okay that's <laughs> um, all I can
1: give you all right well that's fine though because if it's your favorite movie I assume you're gonna have a lot that you want to say about it um, it's not my favorite movie of all time it's an enjoyable movie I remember watching it as a kid and loving it but I also think there's a lot of problems with that movie so it's gonna be an interesting dynamic here between the two of us um, so let's get right into this um Jurassic Park was a phenomenon when it came out. It revolutionized movies. It was nominated for three Oscars, which is just insane for a movie based entirely around dinosaurs.
0: Yeah, most of those kind of movies nowadays, if it's that kind of sci-fi... They're jokes. Yeah, they're they're never nominated. No,
1: they're only made for the money. They're not really made for anything else. Uh, What's interesting, though, is this movie, is as great as it was, and it has a wonderful director of Steven Spielberg behind it, was not nominated for anything outside of technical aspects i mean the three oscars it was nominated for it did win so it is a three oscar winning picture but it's for best sound best visual effects and best sound effect editing which is a category that doesn't even exist anymore but it won you can't say
0: much else you can see why though in this film why it won
1: those three in particular yeah and so with it winning those three I think we should actually let's dive into those categories first Sure. normally we start bigger directors, actors, story all that stuff but since we're on this uh, subject at Oscars what is won let's just get right into it so best sound and best sound effects editing those two kind of go hand in hand a little bit Talk to me about those.
0: Honestly, the sound effects in this movie were amazing. The design for all of the dinosaurs just added that scary factor, that unique aspect of these dinosaurs that made them come to life. If you have that dinosaur and it just goes meep meep, you'd be like, "Oh, it's a joke." But instead, it's making. I mean, just first growls- of all, if a
1: dinosaur went meep meep, that would be like the best thing I've ever heard. Sitting in this movie, this terrifying dinosaur walks up to you. <gasps> Ah! Meep, meep! Like, come on. Meet meep would be amazing. I would watch that movie.
0: <laughs> anyway, honestly, it just added that extra bit of, like, visceral reaction to those dinosaurs that if it was any other noise might have made this movie more of a, like...
1: I mean, it's not, it's not just that, though. I mean, they won for best sound. Like, that alone is incredible because it's not just the sound the dinosaurs made. It's not just the roars which are still what industry... I mean, when you watch any dinosaur movie, the, 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 the roars they're using are the ones that Jurassic Park created. We have no clue what dinosaurs sounded like in real life. All we know is what Jurassic Park told us. Yes, I get it. There were dinosaur movies before Jurassic Park. We've heard dinosaurs before in movies, but nothing was ever as definitive as what Jurassic Park did, and it's still what we think dinosaurs sounded like whenever we think of them.
0: I literally watch movies today, and I'm like, yep, that's the Jurassic Park sound. That was the T-Rex in Jurassic Park.
1: Yeah, I mean, they use it for all creatures now. Any cre- You're watching a sci-fi movie. They're out in the middle of space, and some big monster-looking creature roars, and it's like, oh, yep, that's Rexy. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before. Uh, so that's just amazing. But beyond that, it's everything about that movie. It's the creaks it's the, the movement that the raptors make. It's not just the sound they make, but the, the sound that's made when they are walking, when that they are running. When the tap oh. of the nail on the ground. The, the, the shake, the thud and the shake of the T-Rex walking. Like That sound is amazing and can put you on edge. No wonder they won awards for that. Oh, yeah. It, it is definitive. Those are moments and things I remember from the movie that supersede a lot of the other stuff that happened in this movie. I remember these sounds. Um, so just fantastic. And then we get best visual effects. Mm, how do we feel about that?
0: For the time, they were outstanding. Where it comes a bit of... An issue for me is the uh cgi it to by today's standards is is nowhere near where it should be where nothing in that movie has I mean, it's weight bad.
1: it's bad there's like let's not sugarcoat this let's not let's not pretend like oh well there's 1993 so we got to give them a it, no it's just bad it, it's bad they there's had no texture to they the had wonderful animals. animatronics And brought these dinosaurs to life in a real, physical way. And then it becomes a joke when the CGI shows up. There's nothing to it. I mean, a kid's drawing is almost better than the CGI that happens in Jurassic Park. And I still like it. I'm not saying it's like destroying the movie. But... My God, somebody go back and please put in different dinosaurs because it can break the illusion of the movie when they show up. I can't help but think of the kitchen scene. And we know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yep, Mm
0: -hmm. that scene.
1: The kid is running from the raptors in the kitchen, hiding. First of all, the raptors are idiots in that scene. It makes no sense. But it is such bad CGI that you can put Benny Hill music underneath that and turn the movie into a comedy with the snap of a finger. It is laughable. I put that
0: under most things, even things that look stunning.
1: But it's already laughable before you do anything to it. That CGI in that particular moment is laughable. And I know they can do better because the roar, that iconic scene of Rexy roaring with the banner falling behind her, that's pretty good CGI. That is the CGI I would expect in 1993. I would expect some of that CGI today. But the raptors are bad every time they show up. If it's not the animatronic, they are bad.
0: They were trying to give it a lot more personality and like malice to those creatures in the uh, CGI. And it just it doesn't quite work. Especially when you don't have the level of detail that is in the animatronics
1: it's just it's it's yeah and i get it and like again it's probably it's not the worst thing i've ever seen but when you're looking at this classic blockbuster film that's remembered by most people as groundbreaking visual effects i don't know if they're really remembering what the movie actually looked like i think they're only discussing the animatronics the, the physical presence of the dinosaurs that the people could act against. Because if you remember that CGI, you can't help but laugh. There is nothing redeeming about it. But I think you're looking at it
0: more in today's standards. Like, when it first started, that was a, a real new technology for them. Which they is, were but, doing that no, at fine. the time. No, that's fine.
1: That's fine. But this show is, does it hold up? I'm not looking at it as in I'm watching it in 1993. I'm saying... If you watch this movie today, does everything in it hold up? That CGI does not hold up. It just doesn't. And you you can argue all day long, <laughs> and I know you will, but it doesn't work for me.
0: It does not hold up. I rewatched for this show, and I was definitely taken out a little bit because of yeah, that CGI. <laughs>
1: it's, movies are a suspension of disbelief. Like You have to believe what you're seeing, and I just can't do it with that movie anymore when the CGI dinosaurs show up. That That's being
0: it. said, that those practical dinosaurs oh. are just splendid. I have not mm. even seen some of those kind of practical effects. In today's world, the amount of detail that they got on the skin of the dinosaurs... I mean, just look the, at
1: the Jurassic Park movies 2 and 3. They took a step down in the practical effects, and it shows. It really shows that, like, they didn't put as much care into the first Jurassic Park, even the new. Now, we're making this episode here just like we did with the first episode of Top Gun because Top Gun Maverick came out. Well, Jurassic World Dominion just came out, and that's why we're doing Jurassic Park. But seeing the newest one, they did a lot of animatronics, and it worked. Uh, The movie's not good by any means, Mm. Dominion, but their animatronics worked really well. But if we go back to Fallen Kingdom and back to Jurassic World, they used less animatronics, and it showed. Oh, and definitely. that's what works in Jurassic Park, is that's love and care. That's attention to detail. That's the kind of stuff that will hold up for years. You could watch Jurassic Park in 20 years, and those animatronics will still scare the living crap out of you as a 10-year-old watching it.
0: Oh, even as a 20, 30-year-old, that, that dinosaur is just, it's real. And it has that physical presence that you're looking for in that world.
1: I mean... I, there's that scene in particular where the T-Rex comes and it's the first time we see the T-Rex full and it comes and it attacks the kids in the jeep and when it busts through the glass and those kids are screaming like, I felt in my soul as a child that those kids were going to be eaten by a dinosaur. That dinosaur was done so well but what would you expect? You wouldn't expect less from Steven Spielberg. I mean, that's what that man does. He puts as much realism realism into his movies as possible. Wherever he can do practical, especially at that time, he did practical.
0: It really showed his love and care of the material and the the subject matter of wanting to give that dinosaur that kind of weight and gravitas. And
1: I just wish he would have done it more. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I think as good as the animatronics are and as laughable as the CGI is... Uh, I went into it wanting dinosaurs and he didn't really give me as many dinosaurs as I would have loved. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get we'll get to that. But we did just talk about Steven Spielberg. I brought up Steven Spielberg because he, he loves his craft. He loves doing physical stuff. And this is why he's known as one of the best directors of all time. It, it's movies like this. Talk to me about Steven Spielberg. Do you think his directing style holds up when you watch that movie today? Does it hold up?
0: Honestly, I don't think so, in the fact of as much care as he took towards the effects, he didn't take as much care towards the actors and the, the actual filming of it. He, he did it very basic, very safe on those aspects, probably because he was taking more of a risk on the special effects. And I just think he could have done like the Dolly zoom in Jaws. Something that was so visually appealing and different
1: for a movie. I mean he does he you're right, he does none of that in Jurassic He takes zero risks in Jurassic Park. He's like, Hey, you know, I got this beautiful animatronic, I shoot it shoot it wide. Oh, I got some CGI quick cuts, let's hide that. Oh, look at this beautiful landscape. Let's just get a sweeping shot of it all. It's so uninteresting unappealing uh, what makes the shot work is what's in it not how it's set up and i think he loses a lot of his his trademark charm visual appeal yes yeah. and when it comes to the acting it's like i mean he's got great actors richard attenborough is like a legend an icon of acting so how much really can you tell them what to do but it does seem a little like he didn't care it was, all right, you guys are all great. Go out there, read the lines, cut, let's move on. And dinos! Yay! <laughs> and not enough dinos, but yes, dinos. So he's kind of really hit or miss for me here, where it's like, I see some of the great Steven Spielberg that we all fell in love with from E.T. and Jaws. And just, you see that great filmmaker aspect. And then there's a lot of points in the movie where it's just like, I don't even know if he was on set that day. Or if his first AD or somebody else was direct. Did the second unit director come in and direct that day? There's just no... As much as he loves the source material, there's aspects that he just completely could care less about. He's a wonderful director, and people remember that this is his best, but I mostly think it's because of the dinosaurs. Because the acting, especially from the kids, is really stiff for a lot of the movie nothing's I mean, really memorable outside of things with the dinosaur.
0: I mean, you have a few soundbite lines in there, like... But uh, that's the
1: writing. That's not Spielberg. That's yeah. the actors just, just reading dialogue, and the dialogue is more memorable than even the way they deliver it.
0: I mean, th- there's nothing like Goldblum's <laughs>
1: i That's just his laugh, though. Like, you don't direct the laugh. I mean, you can. So... It, yeah, it, it, it's good and bad. He's got ups, downs. He's, he's kind of all over the place in Jurassic Park, and I wish he just found a path and stuck to it. Um, and, you know, that just leads to the cinematography, which is absolutely gorgeous, but nothing groundbreaking, nothing that I think was, like, really experimental or they did anything crazy. It was just, here's a camera, film some stuff. Um, but, you know, one thing that really did work that Spielberg got 100% right with this movie is the pacing. It's brilliant. It's amazing. It's beautiful. You never struggle to understand what's happening or where we're at. Nothing ever slows down where you're just like, oh God, I'm so bored right now, which I do in a lot of modern movies. They are action, 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 30 minutes of exposition. Blah, 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 blah. Who cares? And I a want lot of the movies, movie to progress.
0: A lot of movies today take forever to get going. This movie, we were on the island seeing dinosaurs within 20 minutes. That is, it was just, we were in it yeah. from
1: the get-go. Yeah, and, and that's what, I think, that's where Spielberg's masterful filmmaking came in, was the editing and the pacing. Everything works there. Just when you are relaxed enough, he ramps it right back up. And he builds and he builds and he builds, and then he kind of settles. And you feel that sense of like, ooh, I can just chill for. Oh nope, here we go again. Yeah, and it's great. It's it's literally uh, when I watch this movie as a as a child and as a thirty six year old, when I watch this movie, it's like being on a roller coaster. It's click 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 click, click woo, and then you're just in, you're just in. It's oh, yeah. going, and you're never bored. All and I the, love that twisting and turning. Yes, you know? absolutely, it's brilliant. Um, so. Let's talk, let's, let's, let's move past Steven Spielberg and the things that he may or may not have done right. Let's get into the book, the movie's far from the book. It, it shares premise, but it doesn't really have a lot in common.
0: Yeah, it shares, you know, a bit of that science, a bit of that danger. Some of the set pieces are straight from the book. But a lot of the characters and what actually happens, because spoiler in the book, a main character dies that does not die in the movie. Um, All right. But that's probably because they changed that character, too,
1: in the movie. So the book <laughs> the book doesn't hold up. That's fine. Let's get back yes. to the movie. Let's get back to the movie here. Um, so you're talking about these characters, like Tim, Lexi. And then we have... Uh, I think Lexi's played by, like, an Ariana something. Richards. Ariana Richards, Lex, or Lexi, or whatever she's called in the movie. Um, She's fine. She's passable. She she does what she's told. I wish Spielberg could have gotten a little more out of her, but maybe that's as much as he could get and, and kind of had to go with it. It's always hard when you have a child actor because you never know if they're... It is. I'm not a huge fan of, of, of yeah, child you're gonna actors. because. are going to be able to do it. Yeah, I, I, you can't really push them that much there, There's a bunch of You know I've worked with child actors before And there's a bunch of clauses and contracts and stuff That's like you can't do this You can only work them for this so many hours blah, blah, blah. It, It's hard to like really get them to focus and, and give a good performance When you only get them for like three hours
0: Especially when you're having to deal with The CGI and that kind of thing Just having to imagine And like that you said it was new in 93
1: and stuff And then Tim is played by Joseph Mozello. Yeah, Joseph Mazzello, Mazzello. who <laughs> I think at his age he was probably like twelve, making this movie. He's fine. Maybe he was ten. Again, he's he's passable. He's serviceable. He, he plays the character he's supposed to play. That's it. He loves dinosaurs. That he's a one no character. Um, so beyond the kids, though, because um, hard to work with. But let's get into the actual grown up actors who who sold this movie. We have Sam Neill stars as Alan Grant. We have Lord Dern as Dr. Ellie Sadler. We have the lovable Jeff Goldblum as Ian Malcolm. And we have the late great legend Richard Attenborough as John Hammond who owns the park. And then we have a sneaky little scene stealer in Wayne Knight who plays Dennis Nedry who kind of sets off the, the whole events of the movie um, by trying to steal embryos. And he shuts down all the security at the park to let the dinosaurs loose so he can make an escape, so he can get all this money and stuff. And I have to tell you, this is where I think having a great director and having an actor who knows exactly what he's doing really come together in this film. Because every single scene with Wayne Knight is memorable and cracks me up. I mean, we got Dodson. We got Dodson over here. See, look, nobody cares. That became a meme. That's how rem- memorable he is in this movie. And then his entire scene with the, the Lapasaurus being attacked for the Barbasol can. is That's a horror movie. And You film just that and make it like a 10-minute horror film. Send that to Sundance. Send that to Kane. Send that to everywhere. You're winning awards. That's amazing right there. Because director and actor blended. What do you think?
0: he plays that swarmy kind of jerk who's only out for (sighs) himself so well. And that, his performance holds up so well because I think we all know our own little Nedry. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Like, he's so believable and so real in that role where it's like, you put that character in a Fortune 500 company who's stealing secrets to sell to the competitor, it still works. No matter what you do, that still works.
0: And every time you still cheer for the Dilophosaurus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're like it's just it's amazing. And that he's memorable. He works. Yeah. Um, Richard Attenborough is a grandpa. In this movie he literally plays everybody's grandpa who's like I just want to make this cool park for people who can come and love dinosaurs because I love them. And he comes across so sweet, but he's really just kind of one note. He just is one one tone the entire time. I don't really see range in him. As beloved as he is and as how great of an actor as he is isn't his best outing.
0: No, they really dulled down that character um, to be so lovable in the fact that he, he's innocent. He just wants to have this beautiful park and he doesn't want it to fail so he's kind of blinded to what's happening. Being like, oh, it's okay. It's just a hiccup, right? Yeah.
1: But I wanted more from him.
0: Yeah, his performance just is... You don't get those kind of one-note characters as much anymore simply because it it's so
1: boring. Yeah. He had no range. He, There was no urgency to him at all. Um, then we have uh, Laura Dern and uh, Sam Neill who had to really play off each other a lot in this movie. Um, because their characters are kind of connected. They're brought in at the same time. They're always talking to each other. They're kind of the experts that Hammond's looking forward to showing the park and getting their approval to open the park. So they're kind of interconnected here. Um, And I loved both of them, but I think they were, again, a little soft. I don't think either character really stood out as much as other things happening in the movie. As great as actors as they are, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I I didn't I don't really care so so much for um, Sam Neill being Alan Grant. He is super one note on like just everything sucks. <laughs> as much <laughs> everything as that sucks
1: and I hate kids.
0: Yeah, it it that doesn't hold up to me as much. He isn't the leading man that you really expect or want to be spearheading this movie to be like yes let him save the day so yeah and Laura Dern Laura Dern she was fine i appreciated that she played the character as as her own self like not a damsel in distress not just someone to be saved, like she give a little bit. It.
1: She's she's Doctor Badass. Yeah, you know she's she's not afraid of anything. She goes out. She doesn't need help from anybody. She knows what she's doing.
0: She's talking out down to uh, Hammond who's being all
1: sexist. Yeah, so, you know they they're good. They're good actors. The characters are are just okay though.
0: Yeah, I think they didn't really given, have much to work with. Given better time with these characters to really let them grow instead of literally just having Sam Neil be like, I don't like kids. Oh, I'm stuck with kids for two days. Now I'm okay with kids. Like it, it. if they were given more to work with, I think it would have been better, but they, they worked with what they had. Exactly. Uh, they and did. unfortunately those characters, they just, they don't hold up all that well.
1: No, there's not really much that you can remember from those two characters. I mean, I remember Ellie Sadler digging in shit. Being yeah. in a gile of, of dinosaur poop for, you know, and uh, not much else. Um, I remember Sam Neill terrorizing
0: a kid at the beginning of the yes, movie. Yes, okay,
1: so that's good. <laughs> I Not that I forgot that part, but I'm glad that you brought it up because that is what I would have wanted Grant to do the entire time. Dr. Grant should have been like that the entire time. That was a showcase for Sam Neill. His ebbs and flows within that story and the description of how a raptor tears somebody apart he struck fear in everyone around him as that character he struck fear in me as a child watching it he strikes fear in me now watching it he is so good what happened the rest of the movie where did that passion for dinosaurs go and i get you're being terrorized by dinosaurs they're stalking you you're gonna die but You're still seeing dinosaurs in person.
0: That should still have a sense of wonder
1: to you. (laughs) And I feel like he lost that. And that's where the character kind of loses me.
0: Because that was his only character point was, I like dinosaurs.
1: Never mind. I don't like dinosaurs. I like kids. (laughs) Yeah. Just weird. Um, And then Sadler, again, doesn't really do anything. She's there. Um, you know, she, they, they, she gets to be cool at points. She gets to talk back and stuff like that, but so could be more, could be more.
0: I appreciate that. They gave us a strong female character in a time that didn't really do that. And she as a, a, a strong female character now would be okay if she were given more to work with. Yeah.
1: Do these characters hold up? Sure. But not because they're very good because they don't do anything bad.
0: Yeah. They're passable.
1: They just, they exist. Uh, But let's talk about the real stealer of everything in this movie, and that is Jeff Goldblum as Dr. Ian Malcolm. Uh, Everything this man says in this movie is gold. Everything this man does in this movie is gold. We get the sexy Goldblum meme out of this. We get the chaos theory out of this. We get... I mean, who hasn't sat in a car and said, must go faster? Like, this is... This is where literally all the character went in this movie, was to one person. He portrayed that character very, very well. Um, but...
0: I, yeah. He... I have always struggled with the fact of the, of the implied womanizing.
1: Yeah, you think he's very problematic. Why?
0: Because he's literally hitting on every woman in, in the proximity to him and only backs off when another man stakes his claim such yeah. as alan kind of letting loose that they're together it it's just he's a little touchy-feely which i get it's the character but he's at
1: least touchy-feely with everyone yeah. it's not just touchy-feely with the females he gets he gets rather touchy-feely with with john hammond as well He does. He he gets close to everybody. He gets close to the kids. He gets close to Hammond. He gets close to the lawyer. He gets close to Ellie. He's not a... He's just a a, a very outgoing being. But I think if you play that with
0: anyone else other than Jeff Goldblum, that character becomes creepy as all get out. And I struggle with that.
1: Agreed. I'm not saying he's perfect, but he's not as problematic as, as he sounds right I mean he doesn't outwardly like he doesn't wa- Ellie doesn't walk past and he slaps her ass you know he doesn't do anything where you're like dude don't true. do that true his flirting is rather
0: benign yeah it,
1: um it but he's just beyond even just sure you see him as, as a, a quote-unquote pseudo womanizer implied womanizer but even beyond just that it's is dude is is charisma personified as this character. This is where like it feels like him and Spielberg sat down in a room for two days straight and said, This is the way you gotta play the character. And they hashed out every little detail the way he moves, the way he speaks, the way he stands, the way he looks at people, the way everything he does seemed purposeful and well thought out beforehand.
0: Oh, I'm saying Jeff Goldblum acted the shit out of that character. He he made that character pretty much iconic.
1: I just think that
0: character would be made a little different today.
1: I don't think so. I think he stays exactly the same. I don't... I've never heard people really having a problem with him. Um, and maybe I'm just out of the loop, but he doesn't bother me all that much. I understand some of the implications, but there's nothing really, like, out there, out there that really sets me off where I'm like, that character is bad and he should be removed from this movie. Um, what... You touched upon it a little bit, so I kind of want to go into it. One of my favorite things about Jurassic Park is the lack of a romantic subplot. Here, We're, we're here going, oh, man, Alan Grant and Ellie Sadler, they're doctors, they're here, everything's cool, they're going to get together, and nope, nope, nope. We get the one implied thing of, like, I'm with Ellie, so you'll leave her alone, Ian. But that's it. That's it. That's all we get.
0: Nowadays I feel like they would have the strong male characters saving the day they and did. the female being like, "Oh, I'm so they, grateful they and I'm going to It's called It's called Jurassic
1: World. Yeah. And Owen and Claire get together by the end even though they don't like each other to start the movie. In every it single movie. Doesn't make any sense. But in this particular movie, in Jurassic Park, they were like, here's a strong female lead, here's a strong male lead. The female's probably a stronger lead, but we'll ignore that for right this second, because we already discussed it. We should put them together. And Spielberg went, no. Just no.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the book, too, they're not together at all. Um, There's actually a really big age gap in the book. So... I think it was a great way for him to still use those characters and have them be in a close age range without having to be like sex, 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 where uh, they can be in a relationship, quote-unquote, but not
1: They're in a work relationship. Yeah. You know, everybody's got that work wife, that work husband, that work girlfriend, that work where you like, you flirt with them, you talk to them, you do all that at work, but there's nothing beyond that. You're not texting each other late at night. You're not... None of this stuff. And that's what they were. It was like, ooh, we're gonna flirt about dinosaurs because God, we love dinosaurs, but that's as far as it went. I feel like they were a good representation of an actual,
0: like, long term relationship where you're just like, Yeah, we're together, but like we don't have to be on top of each other all the time, and there's stuff happening right now, so But the best part is that that. they weren't together. (laughs) Unless you listen to Alan's thing of where he kind of says, Oh yeah, we're together.
1: Yeah, but I think he was just trying to get Ian to back off in that moment. So who knows, who knows? But I like that they didn't focus on that. That's not what we paid money to see. So don't show me that period.
0: We didn't waste time on their lovey-dovey romance. We wasted time on dinosaurs,
1: (laughs) but we barely wasted time on dinosaurs. One of my biggest grievances with this movie is it's Jurassic Park. I'm promised dinosaurs and they give me dinosaurs. But in my head, I can only count six different types of dinosaurs that they show me that's a T-Rex, velociraptor, triceratops, brontosaurus, brachiosaurus. Brachiosaurus. Sorry, wrong dinosaur. They all <laughs> some of those long neck ones all look alike to me. Um the gallimimus, the and the Diloposaurus. That's it.
0: Yeah, that was a, a huge letdown uh for me personally liking dinosaurs. And they're not even in dinosaurs. the movie that much. Well, that I understand a little bit more trying to add suspense on not showing them until it was like really necessary. Kind of like all the Jurassic Park movies where they only show the good dinosaurs at first and then it's all the bad. dinosaurs. I understand that.
1: But when it's a two hour and seven minute movie and there's only 12 to 15 minutes ish of dinosaurs in the entire movie. What were we focused on? I did not get connected to any of the characters. Nor did I get to see a lot of dinosaurs. So where was the time spent? What did we watch? What was happening? We had to explain where dinosaurs came from. Gosh. Maybe there was too many characters in the movie? And that's why we just were all over the place? I could see that, but you needed the
0: extent of characters because you're not going to kill off kids. And And you can't have
1: dinosaurs the whole time. I get that. Yeah. But I wish there was more dinosaurs. Very dinosaurs, more dinosaurs. Out of two hours and seven minutes, I want twenty five minutes minimum of dinosaurs.
0: I can see that. I can understand that. I I appreciated that they didn't go you know, balls the wall on on showing dinosaurs when it was appropriate. Like the fact that we want certain dinosaurs to be Scary, and we need to hold off on showing them until it is the appropriate time. But you could have shown us a lot more of the herbivores, made it, you know, Now have them actually see dinosaurs on the tour.
1: Now, yeah, that would have been nice. But, you know, it wouldn't have been as suspenseful. Because what this movie does really well is the thing that Spielberg did really well in his first big budget outing in Jaws. Don't show build suspense i mean not seeing that shark for that long in that movie and then only getting glimpse of it you're just like in your head you're like oh man what's coming what's coming and then when the shark hits you're like jump out of your seat holy crap it paid off so well but <laughs> um he kind of pulled that in jurassic park i don't think it worked as well but the whole idea it's like he tried to build suspense and he did it really well in certain times the the walk-up of the T-Rex with the thud, thud, water shaking before the T-Rex appears, that's some of the most suspenseful, thrillerish stuff I've ever seen in a movie. Edge of your seat, move forward, oh my god, what is coming? I don't know. Probably a T-Rex. Yeah, I mean, probably <laughs> a T-Rex. But, you know, it, it's done so well. That- and then other times they just kind of throw the dinosaurs out there.
0: And that was part of the, the pacing was that build of suspense that kept your interest on the slower parts of the movie was, Oh my God, what is about to happen? What is about to happen? There's dinosaurs in there. Oh my God. Yeah. So I thought his use of that suspense and the lack of dinosaurs to create that suspense, but using their, their, uh, their noises, the, um, rippling of the water that kind of thing to build that sort of suspense was just magical.
1: Yeah, the, the 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 when Muldoon's going to hunt the raptors and it's like the movement of the grass and stuff. I mean, even when Nedri is being stalked by the Dilophosaurus before his death. I know spoilers if you haven't seen a thirty-year-old movie, um, but like that—that that is suspenseful. That is what works so well in this movie. That maybe if you put more dinosaurs in it, you lose some of that. And and it's what really worked, but at the same time, could it have worked better with more dinosaurs? Show me more herbivores, so that way, when the suspense hits, I know a carnivore is coming. I don't know.
0: Like I said, I don't think you can add really more uh, carnivores, because you really wanted to build the ones that you did have into the threats that they would become. But you could have added more herbivores to make it Seem may even make your carnivores more uh, dangerous because yeah. the whole scene where a Gallimimus is
1: killed by the T Rex is like, oh god, yeah. And I appreciate that he did it in broad daylight, yeah. In the movie, it's broad daylight when that happens, so you don't have to squint your eyes, you don't have to be like, was that a dinosaur? It's too dark, I can't see. Not nah, there, they are look at them. I mean, some and of it's bad CGI, but <laughs> um. So, yeah, I think the suspense in this movie really worked with the dinosaurs. Like, you get scared at moments. You you build that tension, and you're sitting there, and you're like, ugh, ugh, come on, I know it's coming. But then what works really well is Spielberg doesn't always give it to you when you want it. He builds it and builds it and builds it, and that moment you think that dinosaur is coming, nothing. And then you're like, cool, I can kind of just sip But No, here's the dinosaur! And you're like, oh my god, I'm so scared, and it's, it's great. It's great. It works so well. One of the other things that works really well in this movie when it comes to dinosaurs is the wonder. Watching this movie as a child, I was like, oh, my God, dinosaurs are like the coolest things ever. And now watching it in my 30s, I'm like, damn, dinosaurs are like the coolest thing ever. I want to go to a park, get out of a Jeep and see a brachiosaurus or a brontosaurus or one long neck dinosaur walk past me and just look up 50 feet in the air and just be awestruck.
0: So this is actually why it's my favorite movie is that sense of wonder that I get every single time I've watched this movie. And the sense of just awestruck of these characters and these dinosaurs and this story, It it is just incredible to me. I am always going to look at that Brachiosaurus and be awestruck like Alan Grant. I'm always going to look at that T-Rex. and dilating its pupil at the car and be terrified. I mean,
1: that scene That scene's amazing. That scene pulls the wonder and the the suspense and tension at the same time because that dinosaur is getting that T-Rex it's peeking in that window. You're like, oh my God, everybody's about to die. But at the same time, you're like, oh my God, that's a dinosaur. That's so cool. I wish I could be there to be eaten by a dinosaur, but it didn't matter because it looked so cool and you just want to be a part of it. That wonder of wanting to be there is amazing.
0: So that's it's why it's always my favorite and it just holds up time after time, viewing after viewing. That sense of wonder when that theme song hits, oh, and we never really talk about time. the
1: music, but it's beautiful. All oh, the music is beautiful.
0: It it's iconic.
1: It is, it's, it's, you hear those first couple chords of the theme and you know exactly what you're listening to. And you know
0: exactly what you're in for.
1: <laughs> it just, yes, yes. Um, so I kind of know where you're going to lie on the, on the range of um, Jurassic Park holding up or not, but to make it official for, for the, the listeners here, Jurassic Park 1993 now, remember, does it hold up means when it came out, it was amazing, and you can watch it today, and it's still amazing. That's what we mean by does it hold up. So, Jurassic Park 1993, for you, does it hold up?
0: Absolutely. Bias. <laughs> a
1: bias. Okay. That's great. That's great. The, uh, the good outweighs the bad. <laughs> sure. Um, I'm a little more on the fence, actually. Uh, In my opinion, does it hold up? Uh, Yes and no. Um, I think there's a lot of good in the movie. I think there's a lot of bad in the movie. But if push came to shove and you waterboarded me and you tortured me and you said you have to say yes or no, does this movie hold up? Yes. But only slightly. Only slightly. So there you have it. Uh, For a second week in a row, we have a movie that we think holds up and is just as good today as it was when it was released. One in 1986 from last week and one in 1993. Amazing, uh, because there's a lot of movies today that I don't think will hold up if we have this show happening 20 years from now.
0: We're just getting a lot of legacy... uh...
1: Yeah, so movies coming out. <laughs> so there you go, guys. Uh, that's our thoughts and our opinions on 1993's Jurassic Park. If you haven't seen the new movie, Jurassic Park Dominion, don't bother. Just go back and watch Jurassic Park for the hundredth time.
0: Especially if you loved the Jurassic Park movie as much as I did. Don't go see the new yeah. one.
1: If you like dinosaurs, I mean, I would say go watch a movie called Dinosaur World out of, I think, Japan. Uh, you'll have a better time watching that than you will watch watching Jurassic world Dominion.
0: just don't expect even yeah, don't 1993 don't, special now, don't, don't even tell them
1: anything just if you if you want to see dinosaurs just go have fun with that movie um, so if anything guys you know the drill uh, we'll be back next week with Toy Story. Cool we'll be back next week with Toy Story in the meantime guys just keep watching movies.